This here is Unkview, Always your resident Unk with all the funk, joined by my few who is not a Jew. And I'm not <laughs> saying that disparagingly or not disparagingly against, <laughs> against our Hebrew friends. But, uh, you know, that's just about as awkward as an intro as I'm ever going to give you. So oh, it's perfect. What up, my Hasids? What's up, my Hasids? <laughs> Well, we try to we try to offend some large group right out the gate, as our <laughs> as our African American friends might might say it, out the gate. Uh, do you ever? Why do they leave out certain words in certain sentences? Do you know? I, I don't know. I I I have I have no idea. <laughs> and we actually just had a brief conversation about what we're going to talk about on this show, and it this isn't it. But that's just how we roll, where we don't even follow our own plans. We don't even plan anything. We don't we plan. Do we plan nothing. Plan. We, None we of this is nothing. planned. And when we do plan something, we don't do what we planned. But no, we're here to talk about a topic that no one's really been, you know, it's been a long time since I've heard anybody raise this issue. Are you familiar with this coronavirus thing? I've, I may have read about it. I may yeah. have, I may have read a thing or two about it on, on social media. It's it, hard to, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to really find anything out there, but. I know. I had to do some, do some digging. I did some digging and I found out I, there seems to be something to this. So, um, so what do you make? I mean, I, we actually said this in a, in a, another recording we did recently that, you know, we have all these different podcast recordings that I haven't published yet because they've just stockpiled and we're going to be publishing them in an order that won't make any sense. Like we'll be talking about the cutting edge of Corona in about nine months. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we're going to try to publish this one before the Corona thing is over, but we, we did want to talk briefly about, you know, and, and again, we, we did no research on this, uh, which will which has always is so painfully apparent, but you know, on whether whether the the virus is or is not a hoax. And Brendan, this was your idea, so I'm going to let you impale yourself first. Yeah. Well. Okay. So the the so here's why this came to mind for me because I at no time during this entire situation have I thought, oh, this is just a big hoax. Like I at no time have I did that even occur to me that it, it, like when I was in New York, like you and I talked, right. you know, briefly when I was in New York and how weird it was and all of these kinds of things. At no point was I like, ooh, I just think this is a big made up conspiracy to mess with everybody. Uh, and I don't know that. And I should say, I don't know that anybody And if you're listening to this and you're like your your brow is on fire because you're like this fucking idiot doesn't get the real information i'm not a, i'm not even necessarily accusing people who think it's a hoax of being alex jones types i don't think that they're walking around being like yeah this is just you know this is just a, a totally made up conspiracy theory i think that maybe there's people who think well it's really not that bad and we don't need to be doing this this is an overreaction but like i i just at no point did i think that was true i i you know, and, and again, my information comes from uh, the the independent. It comes from the BBC News. It comes from uh, the New York Times, that liberal mill of misinformation. But it it seemed to me. And don't forget, like it, it, don't forget, it comes from the voices in your head. It comes from the voices in my head. That's what I actually posted on Facebook recently. I was like, I get my information on coronavirus from the screaming voices in my nightmares. Where do you get yours? And 
So the point that I'm making, though, is that there's all these people who just came out in the state of Michigan, uh, my home state, uh, to go to. They were all walking around Lansing, basically. Uh, Which is where the state capital is located. State capital is located, protesting, having to be indoors, not wearing masks, blocking traffic. I mean, the way if if the news reports that I saw on Reddit are to be believed, uh, it's like blocking ambulances, blocking traffic, making tons of noise, carrying signs, not wearing masks. And the same thing is true in the state of Ohio, that like a whole bunch of people showed up right at the Ohio uh, Capitol building, all pressed up against the windows, looking like they were straight out of The Walking Dead on AMC. Like, it was crazy. And I, I guess I'm curious to know what you think about this, because some of the circles you run in, I think, probably believe this is a hoax also. I don't I, I genuinely don't know your opinion and haven't we haven't talked about this. So I'm kind of curious what, you know, what you think about it and, and what, what's, you know, what you're imagining here. As is so often the case, I lean right, you lean left. I think I am 80% right. And I think you are, like when I say 80%, I mean 80% right of center. Yeah. 100% right of center being the most hardcore right wing you can be. I think I'm 80% right. I think you're 20% left. Yep. I think you know, that's accurate. Yeah, I think I'm 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 less far left than you are far right. Yes, that that's what I'm trying to say. I think that it is a legitimate thing. I don't think this is you know it's not a hoax. I mean it's a, obviously it's a real scientific uh, entity. Yeah, it, it, it's a real the, ass virus. The virus is not made up. Yeah, there are so, atoms out there arranged in such a way that will infect and kill you maybe. Yes, correct. <laughs> that is beyond dispute. So that needs to be said, though, because I think that, you know, the rest of what I'm going to say, if I hadn't started with that, might be misinterpreted. Mm. So so I do think it's a, it's a real thing. But I think as with anything of this nature, that anything that kills people, I think there's just more that needs to be analyzed to to really judge, the, you know, the, the extent to which it's truly a threat to our way of life. And so to. You know, I could talk about this for 45 minutes. I'll try to talk about it for three minutes or whatever this ends up being. But my view of it is that, you know, it needs we need to we need to react to it in a, in a manner that is not radically inconsistent with the way that we reacted to things in the past. And again, mm -hmm. here's where my lack of knowledge will will fail me. But, you know, I, I've seen all kinds of charts and statistics regarding where Corona compares to previous you know, H1N1, I don't even know the, the terminology, but, you know, H1N1, other things vaguely like it in the past where no actions were taken. And the conversation on a on a national, let alone a global scale, wasn't even that significant mm. you know, where it's just like, oh, wow, is the bird flu going to kill us all? Like, I recall that conversation <laughs> from a few years ago, but at no time did anyone ever, to my knowledge or my memory, ever suggest Oh, you know what we should do? We should just shut down the entire world economy for a month or two. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, there was just never that conversation. And I'm not saying that this or any future or maybe even any past, you know, pandemic or epidemic wouldn't warrant some sort of a major, you know, a reaction from the world like we're seeing now. What I am saying is that the more information I'm seeing, the more it seems to me that this this whole reaction that we've had has been truly an overreaction. 
Mm. And 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 I and I also want to make clear that I'm not I'm I'm truly even though I know I sound like I am I'm not completely insensitive to the fact that people are dying from this. What I am saying though is that people die from other stuff all the time. And if we're going to get excited about this, and I'm not saying we shouldn't, but what I'm saying is. If we're going to get excited about this, we should probably also be getting excited about other things that we don't seem to be getting excited about or we didn't get excited about in the past. And when you look at the economic damage, and I know this is just, you know, everyone knows this, but the economic damage this has done to people is just, it's truly unprecedented. And, you know, and we don't know at this point when we're going to get back to work, when the world's going to return to normal, how long will the economy take to recover if it ever recovers? And, you know, we were in the midst of the greatest economic point. Oh, yeah, run. The greatest economic run. In world history. And, you know, I I mean, I just felt like, wow, this is just the best of times economically. And I just love seeing the most people succeed in terms of just, you know, having a shot at success in life. Mm. And so, um, you know, with with all that said, if I had to give a much shorter answer, I would say, is it a hoax? No, it's not a hoax. Is it is the reaction commensurate with the true threat? I would say, fuck no, not mm. even close. It's so overblown. It's so overblown. And I find it interesting, too. You know, this is just sort of a splinter off of what we're talking about. But, you know, I know a lot of people who live in California just randomly. You know, I've met yeah. people. Plus, you just you just meet people online, yeah, run into people and, in your life. Yeah. And I've I've just made these observations, like in the past 24 hours, I've seen a bunch of people posting things, and they all seem to be from California. Look at those fucking idiots in Michigan. (laughs) Yeah, that's I got people messaging me being like, your home state is full of full of uh, fucking idiots, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and to which I would reply, you know, uh, I don't know if you're if you're living in California and you're surrounded by all that culture. And, you know, the, the, to me, this is such a fascinating thing. And we talked about this also recently about one of my comment I made about how you've changed since moving to Chicago a little bit, you know, yep. politically you've changed a little bit. Uh, I think people, the culture is so powerful in terms of how it impacts you. Oh, super duper. You yeah. know, and even if you're hyper aware, like I think you're, su- I think you're a very perceptive person. I think you're a very intelligent person. I think you're a person who would be aware of the fact that, Hey, you know what? I've lived in Chicago like two years now, and I can feel myself thinking and saying things that I didn't say two years ago when I moved here. Mm, like, mm. have you ever thought that? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely. It's I've seen my I've 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 seen I've sort of felt myself. It's it happens more so when I leave Chicago and the, and go back to somewhere yeah. else, like or if yes. I'm like when yes. I when I got to New York or when I get to, when I go from you know New York or Chicago back to Michigan or et cetera. When you travel around, that's when you feel it like, yep. Oh, at a certain point in the past, I wouldn't have said or done these things or I wouldn't have had this reaction, but now I have it. And a lot of that I think is just self preservation. Like people, yes. You know what is that? Uh, that. I forget that I forget who that quote is from, but it's if a if a if a man's income is dependent on him believing something is not true, it'll be hard to convince him it is. Like there's yeah. like a feeling that like look if your social status and the groups you run with is dependent on you, you know, believing certain things about the world, you're it's going to be really difficult for you to to not believe them or to not speak them or say them or you know it's kind of weird like you can see how. 
you know, there was this quote I heard not to spin this off into like, you know, all this kind of like serious history territory, but it was very weird because after the second world war, a lot of these German generals were on trial in Nuremberg and everybody was basically asked the same question, which is what did you know? How much did you know? When did you know it? Did you do anything to stop it? And that's not just in regard to the Holocaust. It's in regard to all kinds of different things. And a lot of these German generals in their memoirs wrote that they knew the war was actually over in about 1943, that 1942 to 43 is when many of them realized, OK, we can't win this. But they were so afraid of Hitler and they were so afraid of the, the culture that he created and the way that people believed in German victory that they weren't they didn't feel that they could even voice their accurate opinion and that's why some of them attempted to actually kill Hitler and to assassinate him um, and the same thing is true actually with Stalin like if you like the movie the death of death of Stalin by Armand Nucci it's so in like the the weird cult of personality that he had developed around him would it would cause people to you know believe things that just weren't tr like factually obviously were not true and that atmosphere, and obviously this is not, I'm not saying that this is the same thing as that. I'm not saying it's like the same level, of course, but it's like there's this atmosphere in which it becomes very difficult for somebody to say anything that even questions, you know, the the idea that that the culture says things are one direction, you know? Yeah, totally. And it's interesting because what what you just opened up the door to someone I know, her name is Krista Kalk, C-A-U-L-K. Someone that I know from, um, she's in the same industry that I'm in. She lives in Ann Arbor. Mm. And she posted something that I'm trying to find right now that is so on point with what you just said. It's um, uh, something from YouTube. Some dude who was a Hollywood, uh, started off as a stuntman and had, uh, apparently was considered the number one stuntman in Hollywood for some number of years. And because of his work, he then climbed the 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 ladder in terms of uh you know career jobs that you can get from doing that and he ended up a producer or director i'm not sure which he made this movie the point of this is it was just amazing to me the the things he shared in terms of of freedom freedom of information uh act available documents from like 1950 or 60, I'm not really sure when it was, but basically things that you can go find right now that talk about the CIA's involvement with Hollywood. But I just wanted to mention that this thing is out there and it exists. And what I did get out of this was these documents that you can go read and, and just talks about the, the explicit intention and execution of the uh, the manipulation of the masses in terms of uh, like one of the examples was creating a feeling of optimism, you know, mm. uh, following, uh, I think, World War Two or I don't recall what it was. But the point the point is active, documented evidence of the degree to which the powers that be are attempting to manipulate our thinking. And, you know, I'm sure you've seen this. And, and I think we even talked about this maybe back in. 2016 it might have been or 17 mm -hmm. when we did our most popular topic of all time which was r.i.p media rest mm -hmm. in peace media yeah and um do you recall us ever talking about you know where where somebody put together a youtube video that showed literally like 
it started off with like a split screen showing two different newscasts, like one from Buffalo, New York, and one from somewhere. Oh, and they're all the same exact like reports. Saying yeah. the exact same. It's not that they're saying the same topic. They're saying word for word the same paragraph. Mm. And when you see it, and then and then this, it turns into like four screens, and then eight and sixteen and 32, and 64, and all these people are saying the same words. Yeah, it's weird. It's uh, the, the thing, here's the thing that I think is weird is like, there's, I think we talked about this briefly before, but it's like, I don't really believe in big C conspiracies. Like the way that Alex Jones or like David Icke talk about conspiracies where it's like the the president's a, 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 a reptile from another planet and, you know, well, no, well, that's ridiculous. Come on. Or, yeah. Or like, well, I mean, David Icke really believes it. And yeah, he believes it with his entire being. And he and there I, I challenge you, if you're listening to this, to go watch interviews with David Icke, I-C-K-E. He is his. Let me put it this way. He I, I think that's obviously full of shit. Like, I don't think there's any way that that's could be. the. There's just no way that that's true. But he believes it so true to the core of his being. That and he speaks about it so passionately that it actually makes you, when you watch him talk, be like, "Is he onto something? Like, is he like?" And they can't kill him now because he's so popular. That if he did, like, maybe the people would start really thinking the lizard people are running shit. Like, it's he just super duper believes this. But the point I'm making is like, I don't necessarily believe in like big C conspiracies in that like there is an Illuminati and the Illuminati is running pulling the strings behind the scenes to everything to, to maneuver towards some great purpose. But I do believe in small C conspiracies in the sense that there are groups of people who have interests and those interests are whatever they are and they're manipulating things in the world and those don't all aim at one particular thing. It's not like we're, you know, it's not like the movie The Matrix, like we're caught in some larger higher intelligence or group of people is pulling the strings on everything and the wool's over our eyes. I think it's more like, look, a lot of the shit is like right in front of you. I was disagreeing with you, but I think maybe we're, maybe I'm agreeing with you, but it's just what we call, what we label things. Like I think your big C includes stuff that I don't even, I don't even think, or I don't even consider like yeah. what the earth is run by reptiles. I mean, yeah. Or so, it's flat or yeah. there's see. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe our difference is the things you're calling small C conspiracies, I'm calling big C conspiracies. We're probably more in agreement than than either of us realize. So that's an interesting dichotomy there between, you know, big versus small. And uh, secondly, the last thing you said about, oh, it's just, you know, it's like it's just more efficient for one group of people to write the news and hand it down to 40. And does that probably exist on some level? Yeah, it probably does. But I think. I think it's more nefarious than that. I think mm. the media is bought and paid for. And, you know, I think there's so many people. The reason I believe Donald Trump is going to win by a much larger margin in 2020 than he did, you know, than than 2016 is because the media, you know, we've we've had we've had four more years of the media exposing itself for what it really is, which for the most part. And again, I've said this repeatedly. I'm not some Fox News supporter. I think they're just as bad, but in a different direction than CNN. I think it's all bought and paid for. Once again, it, it's not even purporting to report the news. It mm. is, it is, it, it is, it is delivering a narrative. Oh it yeah. 
presenting a narrative. And while I agree with the narrative, I see it for what it is, which mm. is the delivery of a narrative mm. as opposed to the news. Mm. Those are radically different things. So what, you know, again, CNN's delivering its narrative. And again, I, I really do believe that, you know, 90, 80, 90 percent of the media is leans hard left. And you have Fox News and I don't even know what else on the right. But, but back on point, I found the thing I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So uh, this this thing was published on YouTube three days ago. Mm-hmm. It's got one point two million views. And it's called Out of Shadows Official. It's got some really interesting stuff in it that you should watch it, Brennan, because I think you're objective. I think you'd watch this. I think you'd be I think you'd be influenced by it. The point we're talking about is, is this a hoax or not? To really answer the question the way you you want me to answer it, it is I think this the virus is real. Its effect has been radically exaggerated for political purposes. Okay. See, see, that's interesting. I don't I I don't think it's been first of all, I don't think it's been radically exaggerated. I think that it's I think it's accurately. I mean, we're talking about a two to four percent, you know, mortality rate. I don't think that's correct. I don't think that's correct. Uh, well, that's the, it, it's as high as 7% in places like Italy. So the, the real number that well, I, you're, you're skipping past a bunch of stuff and saying that, like, for example, um, true cause of death. I mean, you know, what's going on. The New York times had a headline the, that I saw yesterday or the day before that I couldn't believe was a real headline. It was, and basically what it said was, and I don't recall the exact language, but the gist of it is they were admitting that all these deaths were being attributed to Corona that they really weren't sure were mm, like mm. they're just defaulting to that now. Mm. What is it actually? Is it 1%? Is it less than 1%? Is it 4%? Is it, what is it? And part of the reason this is so troubling is that when, so in a, in a completely randomized test that was done in Iceland, which had a huge outbreak of coronavirus, the amount that, uh, the infection rate, was such that half of the people who had the infection did displayed no symptoms. Right. So that's what's so confusing about this, because when the if you look at like the Johns Hopkins official numbers, they're saying the state of New York has 100,000 people who have infection, who have that's how many people have taken a test and the test has come back and said positive for each one of those people. We don't know how many people have it and are showing symptoms. But for however many that number is, there are twice as many likely people who actually have it. And so the thing that's so so just to get back to a point you made earlier, the thing that's different about this um, versus SARS and MERS and H1N1 is that uh, even though it's potentially like it's less lethal than SARS, which has a 10 percent mortality rate, the are not, which is how many people an infected person infects, is likely much higher. And the, the thing that's really difficult about it is that people can be walking around infected and can infect a bunch of people in their life and have no idea. Right. And so the, the thing that's so fucked up about this is like that's why this leads to an almost perfect situation for people who who want to believe in uh, who have want to believe in conspiratorial thinking to think like, oh, this is just totally fucked up is because it's like the truth of it is that the mortality rate could be as high as two to three percent, even higher than two percent potentially. 
Um, I don't think it happens to be. I think I agree with guys like James Altucher, my buddy, who think that it's actually closer to 1%, maybe even slightly lower than that. But the other issue is that even if that's the case, even if it's only 1%, that's an outrageously high number of people in who, who like that's who are going who would die basically in a really short amount of time um because we don't have the capacity to deal with it so all of this kind of social distancing stuff was done and i know i'm throwing a lot of stuff out of here that you can respond to in a second but like a lot of the social distancing stuff was done because it's simply like we don't have the medical capacity for our system to deal with that many sick people right and one of the issues and why the New York Times was reporting recently, and again, I don't know this headline, so I could be wrong, but there was some discussion about the fact that in the city of New York and in other major cities, but specifically in the city of New York, there was going to be, uh, they were going to start including likely deaths from coronavirus in the number of official deaths because they, they, the number of people dying at home in New York suddenly quadrupled over the same period of time that the coronavirus was causing more people to a big spike in people being admitted to hospital. So there's a real belief that a lot of the people who were dying at home in this situation were people who were dying from the coronavirus, but had never gone to a hospital or been diagnosed or received a test to, to, to make that for sure. So like, that's why some of this is like so difficult to figure this out is because it's like, there are likely people who are dying who have corona-like symptoms who are dying from something else. Like people right. can just get pneumonia. Like you can just right. get pneumonia. You don't have to get coronavirus, and which causes COVID-19, which then eventually causes, you know, uh, pneumonia, sepsis, all kinds of other issues. But like that can happen. But then there's all these other people who never even went to the doctor but died at home from what looked like a respiratory illness. That's been happening more. So it's like the, even getting an accurate figure on any of this is really difficult. So it's kind of weird because it's like when all these people are lining up in, in Lansing and they're like, this is a hoax. Let it, you know, pull, pull this off. Gretchen Widmer, blah, 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 blah. I think, well, first of all, if I'm Gretchen Widmer and I'm hearing a lot of this stuff, regardless of her politics, I probably would order a stay at home thing, too. Like, I, I, I don't want to be the governor that didn't do shit and resulted in. A complete, you know, I mean, like the governor of of uh, uh, Georgia is going to be on the hook for the fact that he didn't do anything for a long time. And now it looks like there's a spreading number of cases that could have been avoided there. So I don't know if that's big C conspiracy in the way that you think about it. But I think like I just I could appreciate that other, you know, there are other reasons why people would be making these choices. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you said so much there that that yeah, it was I, a lot of stuff. I, I I don't even know where to begin, and I've already forgotten half of what you said. And I'm not I, I don't mean <laughs> that I don't mean that negatively. I'm just being honest. So, but what I will say is this: you said um, you said, dude, that wasn't that funny. <laughs> I just got it funny. You said a lot of shit, man. And honestly, I don't remember most of it. <laughs> well, not well, just because I, my brain isn't capable of remembering that yeah. much shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, but but. So you said one thing that was, uh, and I've heard this repeatedly, and I know you're correct, is that lots of people either have it and are walking around with it right now and don't know it, yep. or they had it and they don't, you know, and, and and they don't have it anymore. Blah blah blah. But obviously, the greater that number, the lower the actual death rate has to be, because if the whole country has it and this is the number of people dying. 
that's a tiny, 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 tiny percentage. Yep. So the greater number of people walking around who have it don't know it, that means by just pure math, that means the death rate's actually lower. Half. It's half of what it of what or, it presents to be. Or a hundredth or a thousand. Yeah. So there's that thought. Secondly is uh, we're in complete agreement that there's so many different moving parts and variables in this thing. Mm-hmm. And because there's so many, so few people have actually been tested. I mean, the only way you would actually really know what the true mortality rate on this would be is if every single person was tested. And and then third, I would say the key metrics on this are seem to be declining in most places. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you can come right back with, well, that's because of the social distancing and the fact that people stayed at home. If not for that, it would have been way worse. And you could be right about that. But I'll, I'll go back and say what I said at the start of this, which is, is this truly, is the mortality on this truly that much worse than on anything else we've ever seen? And it could be. And if it is, then I'm wrong. But but I truly believe that at the end, it's not going to be that way. And I would say, is it the role of government to make these decisions for us? Because, you know, I thought the idea of quarantine was for sick people to be sequestered from healthy people, mm-hmm. not necessarily for everybody to just stay the fuck home. Well, yeah, but the problem, so I mean, but that's the that's the challenging issue. I, so I have like three thoughts that I want to toss back. The first is that the the immediate one is that because of the fact that there are people who are walking, like me, who like, I look, I, I believe, and I would be really surpri- surprised, I don't want to say really surprised, but I would be kind of surprised if I, didn't have it like if i hadn't gotten it because i'm i'm living in new york i'm going to work like a few blocks away from the guy who the original dude who who caused the new rochelle uh you know infection and all of that he was literally like three but he worked like three blocks from me in in midtown and that whole i mean people who have come into the building that i worked at have tested positive for it like there's there's a real I would be surprised if I didn't have it. So the but the issue is that if I did have it and I had a case that was so mild that I didn't notice it or whatever. Um, and just as an aside, it's weird because I was I was I was so tired into uh, late uh, February. There was like a period of time that I was like sleeping 11 hours and I, I was just so freaking tired. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't focus properly at work. Like it was crazy. And so there's some, I, I don't know, maybe that is, maybe it isn't, but it's like that the, the danger is that I could be sick and then I could go hang out with, you know, other people, get them sick. They could actually go get killed from this. No, thing. No, and, no, I get that. I get that. So I think that like part of the, part of the issue is, is that point. I think the second one is that the, the main, and this is even happening like currently, it's like the main issue with government stepping in is that one, there are not enough resources to handle what's currently happening. So like it, so my coworker, uh, his wife is a doctor at um, Mount Sinai in New York. And the, They've now their whole their basically their whole ICU unit is COVID cases. They've actually created a um, makeshift hospital in Central Park to deal with additional cases that are coming in. And this is this echoes kind of what news reports were coming out of Italy, which is that you know there was the Italian government really didn't do anything until it was too late, and then they overreacted, which is exactly kind of what our government is doing. I think it's I think you're right when you say it's an overreaction. I'll talk about that in a second, but the 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 fact is that like they're running out of they do not have the resources to handle this and a lot of that is leading to really sad 
you know, horrible news stories where, where, you know, doctors are getting sick and dying because they don't have protective equipment. Um, they're having to make triage decisions like, look, you're 75 and you're diabetic. We're not going to give you a ventilator. Sorry. Like we've, we we're right, going to save it for somebody who's, and I think that they want to avoid making those decisions. So it's, it, I think that there is some role in government stepping in to going like, look, we want to prevent that situation as much as possible. So I think that that makes sense to me, but the, the, it, the overreaction part, just to, to, to mention this though, is that I think that it, and I have to admit this, like I didn't, I didn't think it was a big deal until it was suddenly like, shit, people I know in New York are dealing with this and it's looking really bad. And I'm hearing horrifying reports from, you know, Italy and things like this. All the news reports I saw online of things coming out of China, I thought, yeah, this is just another bizarre, fucked up, you know, scare thing that's going right. on because of, you know, whatever. So, like, I think that the problem is that once nobody, like I just said, like nobody wants to be the governor who did nothing and then resulted with a giant, you know, a huge spike in deaths because they did not enforce social distancing or something like that. But as a result, because everybody didn't take this seriously until it was, you know, infecting people, you know, all around you or whatever, they've all overreacted now to be like, you got to be, don't touch anything. Don't go outside. Don't go to a friend's house. Don't do anything. Like I even have to admit that I read the Michigan protocols and was like, wow, this seems a little draconian. Like yeah. you can't, you can't go hang out with your friends. Like that's pretty crazy. Uh, you can't go like, I mean, telling people to stay home and not go to work. I think, that kind of makes sense depending on how serious you really think this is. But like telling people you can't go over to other people's houses, like what? Like who, what? <laughs> that seems bizarrely, that seems, I can understand why people think that sounds anti-American, you know? So I, I own a real estate company. And if you know anything about real estate, the way the process works is somebody you know, somebody wants to sell a house, somebody wants to buy a house, the people get together, they negotiate a deal. The purchaser typically has to get a mortgage that takes time that typically takes now because, uh, you know, because of various other factors that have come into play over the last couple of years in terms of government regulation. That process now takes on average of between, say, 40 and say 37 and 45 days is sort of the norm from the time you somebody signs a real estate contract until the time the closing occurs, mm. which is when the buyer, you know, takes ownership of the new property. So imagine if you will, if you're in the middle of that process and the your state gets shut down. So mm. what happens then? And so uh, long story short, is that when when uh, the governor of Michigan, which is where I live, Governor Whitmer, um, who was the reason for all that protesting that took place yesterday, when she came down with her announcement, her executive order, which happened on March 24th, it, it was very unclear as to who could continue to do their job and who couldn't. And in the, in the next day or two, it was ascertained that real estate was not exempt and real estate would have to be shut down. Mm. So what happens to those people who are in the middle of those deals? Yeah. yeah. And so it created, and, and it's still creating. Um, I don't want to go into detail because I don't want to, I don't want to say things 
publicly that could come back to haunt me. But I will say this, that lots of people are doing things that are running afoul of the strict letter of the law. And the reason they're doing it is not because they're not law-abiding citizens. It's because they don't have a choice. Mm. It's like, okay, so if I have to choose between obeying this draconian uh, executive order or uh, and uh, obeying the law and not having a place to live mm. or mm. breaking the law and moving into my new house, yep. yeah. what would you do? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear <laughs> to well, me. To I me, would just, it is. I would to me, it break is. the law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because if the alternative is, uh, you know, uh, me and my wife and my three kids, if I had three kids and a wife, uh, are going to like live in my car yeah. for the next, because we can't even go to a hotel, I don't think, can we? Yeah, I, 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 I can't, I can't imagine hotels are open. You yeah, know? I don't even know. I don't even know our hotel. I don't even know if hotels are open. I cannot believe that. This thing's been going on now for what three weeks? Five weeks. And well, I don't even it, the, know. If yeah, shutdown are... in Michigan might might only be three weeks, but March twenty fourth here. Mm-hmm. It's created situations which are just untenable mm-hmm. and totally unrealistic. And you know, it's like so many things I've seen here uh, uh, in response to COVID nineteen have been just a, a rush to do something. Like we talked on our last podcast which again hasn't been published yet we talked about that whole ppp program mm-hmm. well i read just an hour ago that that program's already out of money yeah it doesn't surprise me 384 billion dollars yeah i suddenly just out of money gone in a week yeah <laughs> oh my gosh man a week yeah <laughs> there's this this collection of people who think okay well uh like i own a business I'm just speaking hypothetically. I own a business. I'm renting it from some, you know, I'm renting a building or an office from somebody. I pay them rent every month. Well, I assume that because of this unprecedented uh, condition that they're going to be cool with me and I'm going to call them up and say, hey, I can't pay in my rent this month because of Corona. Mm-hmm. Now, a certain percentage of those landlords are probably going to be very reasonable and they're going to say, I totally understand. Mm-hmm. No worries. Do you think they're all going to say that? Because I yeah, no way. You, that's they're not. So what happens to those people where they're not getting paid by the people who normally pay them, but they got to pay the people they got to pay? Oh yeah. And so you know what I mean? It's like there's going to be people caught in the squeeze. Lots of those people. What do they do? Because I think them are going to just their lives are ruined. Oh, yeah. And it's dude, it's like there's I was just talking with a friend of mine about this from New York because uh, the apartment we live in, you know, thank God. First of all, thank God I still have a job. And, you know, I mean, as somebody who was semi homeless previously, I'm aware of how valuable just having employment is. And as somebody who also graduated into a depressed economy, I'm aware of how valuable having a job in this specific situation is. So I want to take that as seriously as I can take it. But I was uh, so I'm able to pay rent. But he called me up and he was like, dude, I've got and he works in entertainment. I mean, he's a producer working for HBO. He's on a show that ends in May. And he's like, I I can pay rent now. But all the projects I had lined up this summer have all been canceled. I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. So he emailed his uh, landlord. I mean, the landlord of that apartment. And that's exactly the situation, which is like the landlord's like, well, you know, you still owe me rent. And He's like, well, I can't. Like nobody's what am I supposed to do? Like this guy's going to have to he's going to have to come down or negotiate or figure something out. But it's like 
it's his prerogative. All of the all of the laws of the land are on his side. You know, he owns this situation. He's going to I don't know how he's going to make rent if, you know, if Zach and I can't make rent or if Zach, my, you know, my roommate on this, uh, this apartment can't make rent. I don't know how the hell this guy is going to get any new tenants like and he's got to owe that money to a bank somewhere. And that bank probably isn't going to give a shit. They're going to ask for that. Could go after his credit. I mean, the whole thing is just a bee. I mean, it's a bee's nest of like just complicating, confounding things, you know? Yeah. And another thing that's very common just among, you know, everyday people is this idea of, you know, the term for it is forbearance. If you've heard that term thrown around. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, forbearance, basically, I don't know the technical definition of it, but my interpretation of it is, you know, it is it is the uh, relaxation of an obligation to pay something. And uh, at first blush, because I, I even did research this myself, like I thought, you know, maybe I can leverage this to to maybe not have to make a few house payments. Well, what I quickly realized from the research that I did, and then I had this confirmed over and over and over in various things I've read since, is the way forbearance works in most cases is, okay, so you don't have to pay your mortgage for three months. But in month four, mm. it's not like you just start paying again. You you have to, you got to repay everything you didn't pay before. Yep. Yep. So even if in those circumstances where in some of these I read where, uh, depending upon the the mortgage uh, holder, you know the company you're paying. Uh, depending upon their policies, they they wouldn't report you to the you know they, they wouldn't report you to the whoever you, they report you to in terms of uh, your credit being affected. Yep. So your credit wasn't ruined, but you still owed all that money that you didn't pay. It's not like you just don't ever have to pay that. Yeah. You suddenly you got just gonna pay all that shit back. Yeah. And what are the odds that if you couldn't pay it along the way that you're going to suddenly be able to pay it all at once? I mean, it makes no sense at all. Yeah. And I've, and I've, 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 I've uh, just in the last couple of days, I've, I've read a number of stories where people just didn't really do the level of research that I did. And they just went ahead and didn't make payments. And, yep. now, and now they're figuring out that not only do they still owe that money, but some of those mortgage um, holders are not are not even waiving the hit to your credit. So their credit's being destroyed and they still owe all the same money. money. Ugh, yeah. God, I mean, what a nightmare. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, that's so bad. Yep. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's really, really, I mean, I feel just as you expressed and I really appreciate the fact, like I appreciate it just because of the, of the maturity that it shows on your part. I really appreciate the fact that you appreciate the fact that, hey, I'm just glad I have a job and that, you know, I even though this sucks and it's, you know, it's inconvenient and all these other things. But the reality is you're still getting paid an income, which allows you to continue to live your life on a relatively normal basis. And I'm I feel the same way. It's like I just feel so lucky that um you know, assuming my state gets back to work at some point soon, which I believe yesterday's protest will actually help that. Mm -hmm. um, from what I heard, from what I heard other people telling me that, you know, Whitmer came out, Governor Whitmer made a number of comments that, you know, that sound like those protests really got to her. Mm. Like, I, I haven't I haven't verified that. I want to be clear, but I heard it from enough people saying she was backpedaling early in the day 
um, just from the heat of of the of the of the magnitude of the protests, apparently. Yeah. So, um, so, but I just feel I feel very fortunate that you know I think I'm going to come out of this okay, and uh, and I'm just grateful for that. Now, who knows what's on the other side of this in terms of a, 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 of an economy? Will it will it come back? Will it not come back? You know, what does that mean for income six months or a year from now? Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the- I mean, it's a weird situation, man. I think like I, it, to me, it feels like the it's probably I mean, it's weird because I think that people saying to the protesters, these people are fucking idiots. They're stupid. Do they not get it? I think, look, man, I I think that they have a point And I think that when people say we need to be very careful of government right now because they can they're instituting really draconian measures that in any other yeah. time or situation we would be completely not okay with like yeah i think it's makes sense that people are not okay with it and are expressing their not okayness with it by protesting i think it's stupid that the protesters didn't wear masks i think i think that's kind of dumb uh well, but, but if, you don't believe, if you don't believe the thing is is really that it's not I don't think those people think it's not real. I think it's just like they just don't think it's that deadly. I don't know, man. This is going to be it's, 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 it's going to be an interesting situation to see how this develops, because there's going to have to be if the virus really is as contagious as 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 it as the reports are. And all those people got together. There's going to be a number of them that are going to get it and also die from it who were at that protest. So I don't know what that's going to equal in terms of the news cycle. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen. I mean, I hope that all those people end up okay, and I hope that we can come out of this. But I just feel like it's going to be a weird few news cycles like this, man, in the next few weeks. I'm just happy to have a job. And hopefully, if you're listening to this, you've still got a job or some kind of employment or some kind of safety net because it is otherwise a really challenging situation. I mean, it's challenging as it is. I can't imagine how it is. Yeah, on top of it, man. Yeah, well, y- y- absolutely. And I, and I think um, you, what's happening in my world again here in Michigan with what happened yesterday with that protest. I mean, I can just feel there's such a groundswell here. And it's, it's funny because I just had this conversation with somebody a day or two ago where it feels to me like in the span of 24 or 48 hours, and I'm not exaggerating the, the online discourse, you know, that I'm just following along just randomly without trying to follow it just on Facebook. The conversation just changed very quickly. It changed from, you know, well, we'll have to wait and see. And I hope that I hope that we can get back to work soon. You know, just kind of a general, very level headed conversation to being like, this is fucking ridiculous. Let's get out of this. Like, yes, exactly that. And it happened fast. And it was like, whoa. I mean, even to the point where even though I'm at the real you know, right end of that thing. It seemed abrupt to me, like, mm, whoa. Mm. And I think what happened is people, you know, it's pent up demand, just like we go back to the to the 2016 election when, you know, all the polls said that Hillary Clinton had a 98 per that's the actual number, 98 percent chance of winning. It's mm. the same thing here where, you know, why why were those polls all wrong? Well, because people were afraid to tell the truth. Why were they afraid to tell the truth? Because they'd been so browbeaten online. Anytime mm-hmm. you said anything pro-Trump, you were just laughed at and ridiculed. And are you a fucking idiot? The, poll, <laughs> the polls all, I mean, she has no chance. 
it's a similar concept here where I think there's so many people who are just so fed up with this that when they saw anybody else saying the same thing, they just jumped in and suddenly it just shifted the narrative. Mm, mm. So I just I just feel that the, this groundswell, at least again in Michigan, I think it's going to continue. And I think that the pressure on the governor here is going to be so intense so quickly that I think that, you know, I think that the restriction is going to be lifted here uh, at the end of the current you know period, which was extended, I believe, to either April 30th or May 1st. I think it's I April think, 30th. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just going to be lifted then. And that'll be it. Yeah, I don't think that you I don't think anybody could take much longer than the end of May, man. I mean, just anywhere. It just it's it's just it's 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 bad enough now. And and then we've still got two weeks. So, uh, yeah, hang out in until the end of April and hang right. out. But you said end of May. Oh, yeah. Pardon me. No, I meant end of, end of April, April 30th. Oh, oh, oh OK. All right. Well, you yeah. know, Virginia, I think, is to June 1. I think they've extended it to June, June 1. 10th. June 10th. June it's 10th? The, it's the longest one in the country, June oh. 10th in Virginia. Yeah, uh, it's madness. And you think especially for a, for a state that has so historically been for liberty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just it's just nuts. Uh, man, we should probably sign off. Uh, we should. We should. So we never got to uh, our actual topic, as you know, as is so often the case here that we it's just it's just I don't even have a word for it. It's like we're flying a plane that doesn't even have an engine. <laughs> it's not like we've lost an engine. We didn't even start with one. So it's just a matter of when does it crash? <laughs> so thank you for listening. And again, you know, we we we, uh, we we try to position ourselves as being humorous and, you know, we never really are. And, you know, we pride ourselves on we're not humorous. We're not we're not educational. We're not informative. I mean, what in the hell are you doing listening to this shit? <laughs> I question your judgment, sir or ma'am. <laughs> you were pro you were probably at that protest without a mask. Yes, that's the problem. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. Please stay healthy and uh, and, and be very thankful if you've got some employment. Yes. And hopefully you can survive this hoax a little bit longer. <laughs> All right. Take care. Take care.